so glad you could join us for mornings at YCVC today. We want to thank you for being a part of our online family and we hope that this message encourages you, blesses you and helps you grow in your walk with him. So let's get into the word. All right, let's pray and jump into God's word together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the broad sweep of scripture scripture, that redemptive story from in the beginning God created the heavens and earth uh, to and then he'll make all things new in the end. Lord, we, we thank you for your word and the broad sweep of it and we also thank you for uh, the diamonds of wisdom uh, that is contained in little short passages like this about a fig tree. Uh, so I pray that you would illuminate it to our hearts this morning, that we would be encouraged, that we would be taught, that we would be transformed by your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, so this morning I'm encouraging you that it's time to check your fig trees. Uh, so uh, over the last uh, couple of months we've talked about moving forward. We've talked about being in the gap uh, between you know, moving forward and, and where we want to be. But now as we kind of wrap up November, this is the, the, the last Sunday in November. Uh, we're we're going to get into December, which has different names. Uh, Advent. The silly season, uh, stress month, uh, you know, joyful season of celebration, uh, Christmas time, it, it, it conjures up lots of things. But as we, before we step into that season, before we kind of round out the year and, and, and think about the year to come, I, I want to encourage you to check your fig trees. Uh, and so this parable that Jesus told is about fig trees. And figs are apparently, I love figs. I, I grabbed a couple from the shop this morning. They're these little uh, droplets of tastiness. Uh, you can do lots of different things with them uh, that always end up tasty. That's what I think anyway. They're, they're actually one of the oldest cultivated trees. Um, so one of the oldest uh, uh, plants that, were, that people thought, that's good. Let's grab one of those and put it in my garden so that I can have access to those figs. Um, and so often, you know, nice fresh figs like that, but often what would happen as well in ancient times is, is they would make fig cakes and they even uh, appear in the Old Testament in the worship of God about offering fig cakes to God. And um, when the Queen of Sheba uh, came, I think in that story, I didn't go back and fact check my, my recollection but uh, when she brought lots of gold and things like that there was also offerings of fig cakes to one another that, that it was a, a commodity uh, in ancient times. I resist the temptation to chew on one now because it'll get all sticky uh, in my mouth and I won't be able to talk for a minute. And so figs were an important uh, part of uh, Mediterranean culture. They were important fruit in, in that season and so they're also uh, then alongside vineyards and, and things like that they're also used metaphorically in the scriptures about fruitfulness uh, about um, the, the call of God's people to be fruitful uh, and so in this parable uh, Jesus uh, is, is speaking uh, to followers who've come and asked him a question uh, and, and so I just want to read what comes before that to give the context of this parable and we're going to have a little bit of, of a look at it in context and then we want to go somewhere different with it. So at the start of chapter 13, it says, Now there were some present at that time who told Jesus about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices. Jesus answered, Do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered this way? I tell you, no, but unless you repent, you too will per all perish. Or those 18 who died when the Tower of Shalom fell on them. 
Do you think that they were more guilty than all the others living in Jerusalem? I tell you, no. But unless you repent, you too will all perish. And so some people have come to Jesus and they're talking about some people that, that suffered a, a, a tragic uh, suffering, a, a, a loss. They, they, they died and so under the, the Jewish kind of law and, and understanding, it was like, well, how come that happened to them? I mean, yeah, they had a concept that, that all were sinful in some sense, but, but were they worse because these bad things had happened to them? And so Jesus' answer, the long story short, is no, they weren't worse. In fact, all people need to repent. These, this end-of-life thing, you don't know when that's going to happen, and so the call upon you is to repent. And so in that context, this parable is ultimately about God's gracious care and patience for us, his people, in this context, Israel, more broadly now, all of, of humanity, once the gospel has now been shared to, to not just the Jews, but to all of us, Gentiles as well. This parable is about God giving us that time to repent, to, to become fruitful, to bear figs. That, that he has already, in fact, given us time. That the owner of the, the field says, uh, three years I've come and there's no fruit here. Let's cut it down. And, and the gardener's saying, no, let's give it more time. Let's be gracious. Let's fertilize. Let's nurture. Let's give more opportunity to repent. And so that's what this psalm is about. It's, it's God giving us time and grace to lead us to repentance that we might be fruitful in him. But it also uh, reminds us that the end will come. The opportunity isn't infinite. That either the day of our death, like those that the tower fell on, or, or those that Pilate uh, uh, killed, or even in old age, that the end will come, or Jesus will return, that there is an end point that we can't just put it off forever. And so this proverb, this sorry, this parable. Jesus is urging us to take the opportunity now to repent, to come to him and entrust our life to him. And so that is, is the meaning, the context of this parable. Uh, but I want to I grab a different angle on it this morning. I, I want to urge you, if, if you've not repented, which just means turning away from sin and turning to Jesus, putting your trust in him, if, if you've not done that in your life, uh, then, then that's what I want you to grab this morning. The call to do that now, and we'll pray at the end. Uh, and if that's you, I encourage you to pray with me. But it also shows us a, a window of insight into how uh, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are as gardeners, as tenders of fig trees. And so we can grab from that some insight, some wisdom into how should we tend the fig trees of our life? How should we steward what God has given us, the resources that God has given us? And so this morning I want you to imagine your fig tree. I'm telling you to check your fig tree. Uh, apparently um, Deb has an actual fig tree. Um, so send some figs. The, the barber's way, Deb, it, once you've actually checked it. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, we'll wait. But what I want you to imagine as your fig trees this morning is the things that you have invested yourself into. 
That could be your time, like they're talking about this morning, the things that you, your time, your finances, your emotional capacity, your energy, it could be your job, what, what, it could be you know, relationships. What are the things that you have invested yourself into? Those are the fig trees that we're thinking about this morning. And so that's what I want to encourage us to do as we come towards the end of this year, is to take a moment to check on our fig trees, to check on the fruitfulness of those things that we've invested, the resources that God has given us to check on their fruitfulness and go, is this thing bearing fruit? And so that's the first piece of wisdom I want to take for us from Jesus' parable is, is it is right to check on the fruitfulness of your fig trees. In, in verse 6, just to remind us, it says, uh, that Jesus told a parable and it says, A man had a fig tree growing in the vineyard and he went to look for fruit on it but did not find any. And so I want to encourage us to, to look for fruit. Call to mind even now that the things that you're invested yourself into perhaps over the last year or, or a couple of years or three years or longer, whatever the, the things you've been pouring yourself into, to, to take a moment and check for fruitfulness. Now, I want us to be aware of the danger of making it all about numbers and measurable things. We, we can fall into the trap of being obsessed about numbers or obsessed about budgets or obsessed about profits or obsessed about those kind of things. And so checking for fruitfulness in this sense isn't just about how many figs are on the tree. It's about is this bearing good fruit in my life or in the lives of others? An example might be like I, as a pastor, can become the danger is I've become obsessed about how many people are in the room and in this season, you know, how many people are online, and, and that, that is not wrong to be mindful of, of how the church is tracking there, but, but it'd be wrong to get obsessed about that because there's more to fruitfulness in a life of the church than, you know, we talk about the three B's as, as to not get too obsessed with them. That's, you know, backsides on seats. Bucks in the bank account and building capacity or things like that. We can get obsessed about the numbers. And, and so that's not what this is drawing us to. But it is drawing us to think, to think about, are we seeing fruit? What kind of fruit should we look for? And are we seeing fruit in the things that we're investing ourselves into? And so the question I, I want us to think about our fig trees is, are they being fruitful? Is your job being fruitful? Is the ministries you're involved in, are they being fruitful? Are relationships being fruitful? Is the way that you spend your time bearing fruit, is, is what you're emotionally invested into, is it fruitful? And the reason that it's important to check is, is uh, highlighted by the, the man who owns the vineyard in verse 7. He said... He'd looked for fruit on it and he did not find any. So he said to the man who took care of the vineyard, for three years now I've been coming to look for fruit on this fig tree and haven't found any. Cut it down. And he says, why should it use up the soil? So our capacities, the resources that, that God has given us represent the soil in this parable if we're looking at it from this angle. We, have, uh, we live in this tension between a God who owns the cattle on a thousand hills, his, in, his resources are infinite, yet at the same time we, we live in this gap to, to grab from the last few weeks where, where we live with finite resources. We don't need to live in fear of, 
of running out because God is our provider, yet he's, he's given us 24 hours in a day, seven days in a week. He's given us in this season the resources that we have to steward financially. He's given us each a, a level of mental and emotional capacity. And that varies up and down in seasons. It varies from person to person. And, and so God has given us soil with nutrients to work with. And we shouldn't allow things that are not being fruitful for him or for our lives to use up that soil. And this hasn't been a, 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 a flippant moment here. Uh, the man who owns this, this vineyard with the fig tree in it has been checking for three years. And so we've been through a, a challenging season and, and you could equate the last couple of years for some areas of our life as a drought. And so this, if this had been a drought for three years, like we had a few years ago, uh, things were less fruitful in an agricultural sense in that drought. And so it's important to ask the question, if it's not been fruitful, then why not? There might be some easy answers there. This hasn't been a, a, just a bad season for this fruit tree, fig tree. It's, it's been three years. There's a pattern of unfruitfulness here. And so this morning I want us just to pause for a moment and I'm going to stop speaking for a moment. And I want to encourage you to take time to reflect for a minute. What are your fig trees? What are the things that you've been investing your life into intentionally and unintentionally? You know, I, I confess that I, I make too much of a fig tree of social media sometimes. It's not something I'm intentionally investing my life into, but if I were to count the investment into that, I'm like, oh, and I haven't seen a fig tree on that, uh, fig on that tree for, for a fair while. So what are the things that are your fig trees? What are you emotionally, financially, what are you investing into intentionally or not? And is there fruit on those trees? And so I'm going to pause for a moment and encourage you to reflect on that. If you've got a pen and paper, you can write it down. If you've got a, a device, you can jot some notes on, on that and or you can just think in your mind, what, what are my fig trees? And what's, what's their fruitfulness looking like?
it's important for us to check on the fruitfulness of our fig trees, to, to take stock, uh, uh, to take an account of what is being produced from the resources that God has given to us. To not get obsessed about metrics and, and numbers, but to simply be able to ask the question, what am I investing into? What am I pouring myself into? And is it being fruitful? And so the next question that comes up from this parable is, well, what if, what, if, what do we do when the fig tree isn't fruitful? Or what do we do when the fig tree isn't as fruitful as we would like it to be? I mean, this fig tree, you know, it, it draws the, 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 the contrast out starkly. There's no figs on this tree whatsoever. But the situation would probably be the same if there was just one kind of shriveled fig hanging on the tree or, or, or less. What, what is the, the return on the investment of the soil into this tree? And so what do we do when it isn't fruitful or as fruitful as it should be? And so what happens next in, in, the, in the parable, I keep going to call it a psalm or a proverb, what happens next in the, in the parable is, is that we get some guardrails on our tendencies. Because there's a spectrum of tendencies between, oh, I planted this fig tree a week ago, I haven't got any fruit from it, it's done. Uh, there's, there's a tendency that some of us have uh, to not put much of an effort into things and, and if they don't bear immediate fruit, we're done, we're moving on. Uh, and some of us have the opposite tendency, and I'm more uh, stick at this end, where we're relentlessly stubborn and it doesn't matter how many years the fig tree hasn't borne fruit, we, we just keep trying to force things forever. And so this uh, pro proverb, parable, put some guardrails on that. The, the, the owner of the tree, it's been three years, he wants to cut it down now. He's done. And so there's a guardrail on that tendency. He goes to, to the, the guy who looks after the trees. He says, for three years now, I've been cutting to look for fruit on this fig tree and haven't found any. Cut it down. Why should it use up the soil? But sir, the man replied, leave it alone for one more year. He's encouraging the owner of the field to give it just that little bit more time. Don't be, let's not be too hasty to cut it down. This is the first guardrail that we get from this parable. The owner of the vineyard is done. His solution is let's cut it down now. The gardener says let's give it a bit more time. Uh, but he doesn't just give it time. He doesn't just say oh, let's, let's give it another year. Let's try one more year. What he does is intentional. He says, sir, leave it alone for one more year and I'll dig around it and I'll fertilize it. And if it bears fruit next year, fine. Well, good. We've won. Great. There's fruit. And so this parable encourages us, if we think about something, if we think about the fig trees in our life and they're, and they're not being fruitful then it encourages us to be intentional about how we respond to that. There's two key elements to the, the gardener's response. And the first is an intentional investment into the fruitfulness of the fig tree. He actually puts extra effort into the thing that isn't fruitful. He, he, he says, let's dig around it. I imagine that's to aerate the soil, to, to loosen up the roots. 
We don't know if this is a fig tree that was abundantly fruitful for 20 years and then for the last three years it's kind of ran out of fruitfulness or if it was planted three years ago, uh, it's a new fig tree. There, there is some idea that you, know, you give fig trees three years to, to, to become fruitful but we don't, we don't know how old the fig tree is, whether it's a new one that's never fruited or, or it's an old one that stops fruiting. But the gardener is an intentional in his response to that. He aerates the soil. He fertilizes it. He gives it every chance to be fruitful. And so that's intentional investment is the first part of that. But the second part of that is a time frame. He says, let's give it one more year. And in my, my deep, deep research, i.e. reading half an article on Wikipedia about fig trees, uh, I discovered that fig trees uh, can produce two crops in a year. They can produce one crop from the old uh, growth uh, and then after that as the new growth shoots out in spring and, and into summer they can produce another crop of figs. And, and so one more year is in a sense two more opportunities for this fig tree. Uh, but the key here is a time frame. Intentional investment and a time frame. One more year. And so what I'm going to do now is I'm going to pause again. I'm going to give you some time to reflect. And if there is a fig tree in your life that, that's just not as fruitful as it should be or, 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 or um, you know, isn't fruitful at all, then to think about, if not, why not? If it's not been fruitful, why not? What, what kind of intentional investment could I engage in to see fruitfulness in that? Here I'm not talking about Facebook or social media, like I said. That's, that's more a weed than a fig tree. You just cut that down. But the valuable things, the things that you are intentionally invested into, the things that you want to see, that you believe you're called to, that God called you to, to be involved in, uh, if they're not being fruitful, then what might intentional investment look like? What, what kind of digging around the roots of that fig tree could you do? What kind of fertilizer could you apply to it? What intentional investment can you make into your fig tree? A plan of action. And also, what's a reasonable amount of time to give that? I'm not talking about, you know, necessarily the things that COVID has interrupted. Maybe that's part of it, but that's a bit like a drought, where it's, you know, certain things are just not going to be fruitful unless the rain falls. We can't control the rain. I'm talking about the things that have just been, there's been years of, they're just not fruitful. Or maybe depending on the size of the thing, it's been months, whatever time frame it is. But what, what's an intentional plan of action in that space? And what's a reasonable reassessment time? How long should you leave it before you come back and check for fix? So hopefully the metaphorical pitching of that makes sense. Um, so I'm going to give you a moment now to think, to, to journal, if you've got paper or write on your phones. How can you invest into your less than fruitful fig trees? What's an intentional plan of action? And how long do you think would be reasonable to give it?
And so what might be enough for now is just to think about what's one next step in that space and, and if you've got something that connects with you around that then I uh, encourage you to, to take some time to, to really reflect on, to, to bear out some more thoughts about what am I going to invest into my fig tree and how long am I going to give it. Which leads then though to the question of then what? You know, we've had an unfruitful fig tree. We've had some guardrails on the tendency to, to cut our fruit trees, our fig trees down too quickly, to, to move on from things without giving them a, a real good chance. But then comes the, the next guardrail of, of people who are like me and who will stubbornly, no, no, give it another 50 years. This fig tree can bear fruit. I can believe in it. The other guardrail is, is at the, you know, very end of this parable if it bears fruit next year fine if not then cut it down that's the other guardrail we need to be prepared to move on as I said we don't know if this fig tree was once a really fruitful fig tree and it's just gotten old and it's not working in the context of this environment now we don't know if it was a great idea that someone had once. Let's put a fig tree in the vineyard and, and then we won't just have, have grapes, we'll have figs as well. But the soil just wasn't right and it never really flourished. We don't know what it is. And, and so in our lives, it might be, like, like, let's put it in the context of the church, it might be a ministry that was fruitful for years. But in the current context, in the current environment, in the culture of this world, it's, it's, it's not fruitful anymore. It might have been a great idea that, that we felt excited about and we planted it and we was like, this is going to bear so much fruit in Yas Community Baptist Church, but it just never really took and got momentum. Whatever it is, there's that call to go, okay, let's dig around the soil, let's, let's intentionally invest into it, let's give it more time. What, what, whichever one of those things it is in the life of a church, but there has to come a point where we're prepared to move on. To say thank you to God for that great idea, even though it didn't work. Or thank you for the years of fruitfulness, but let's move on from that ministry. The same is true in your lives, in our lives. It might be a job, it might be anything, it might be a personal thing for you that, that was fruitful or it was a good idea. We need to be prepared to move on. The reason is that that statement that the owner of the field says, why should it use up the soil? In this space where we've got only so much to give, we can't allow things that are not fruitful for God and in our lives to, to just use us up. Now the disclaimer here is not everything's a fig tree. I've already said, you know, social media, that's not a fig tree. That can just be uprooted or pruned back to size at least. At least pruned back to... Uh, it's, it's, um, social media is like an ornamental fig. It's never going to bear uh, figs. Apparently it stinks a bit. Um, I've heard ornamental figs can have a, an aroma. But you've got you to keep them pruned back to size lest they use up the soil. But some figs aren't fig trees at all. Uh, I want to suggest that your marriage is not a fig tree to be cut down. There are certain things that are covenant relationships that will have fruitful seasons of, of joy and flourishing and other seasons that seem a bit more, more barren. 
uh, but that's a covenant relationship. I'm not, I'm just saying this this morning, if you are hearing me say, Pastor Nick said, I'm not enjoying my marriage so I can move on, I am not saying that. And it's not just marriages, it's, it's families, it's, it's, it's those uh, deep relationships that aren't ones that we just move on from. And of course, I'm not talking about the flip side of things. If you were in an abusive relationship that's harmful for you to stay in it, then I'm also not saying you have to just suck it up and keep going. Some things aren't fig trees, but a lot of things are. And so the church, I'm not saying this, this church, the, the church is, is historically not the best at moving on. We're, we're more down the kind of this end of the spectrum of like, oh, let, like, let's just press on with it. I'm talking about not pressing on, pressing on with church, we should keep doing, but pressing on with things that are uh, ministries and stuff like that. We need to be prepared to, to move on. lest it use up the soil. And so I think, though, church, God's church, is, is not a fig tree to be cut down. It's something to covenant in relationship with, with Jesus and his church. But the issue is, if, if we allow unfruitful fig trees to stay in the soil and use it up, uh, what it does is it costs the potential for other things to be fruitful. Economic, economic, I can't even say the word, economist, I think I got it, economist, would call this an opportunity cost. We might think, well, oh, what's the harm of, of, of keeping the fig tree alive and going? It's not, not doing any harm. But, but the opportunity cost is the cost of what other fruit might be born if the fig tree wasn't using up the soil. If we were prepared to move on from the thing uh, that's using up the soil, what other fruitfulness might come into our life? What other fruit might be born for God's kingdom? What flourishing might happen for his church if we were prepared to move on from some things? Now, I've got absolutely nothing specific in mind this morning. If you're kind of anxious about your favorite ministry in the life of the church, I'm not thinking about anything this morning. There's nothing that's in my mind that's a barren fig tree right now. But we need to be prepared to move on. Uh, So the final reflection I want to give you space um, to think about this morning. I'm going to pause again for a moment. And I want you to think about maybe actually, you know, I said in the last reflection, how much longer should you give it? What should you invest into it? But for some of us, maybe that's a, you know what? I've given it five years. I've given it all the fertilizer I could give it, I've dug it around it. Maybe it's, it's thinking about, is it, is it actually time now? For whatever that is. But, but what I want to do this morning, this is where we look to next year, and um, Carl in a moment is going to sing that song for us, New Wine. I asked him if he could change it to New Figs, but um, he said that wouldn't, well, he kind of gave me a look that indicated that wouldn't really fit uh, the flow of the, the song. Um, but I want you to think about as we're, as we're you know, we're going to go into the, the busy season. But I think next year is, is a year of opportunity for newness. And so I want you to, to dream with the Holy Spirit for a moment. Especially if you've got a, a fig tree that um, is using up the soil. But I want you to dream for a moment. 
what else could I plant? If this thing wasn't using up the soil, what, what opportunity could flourish in its place? What new investment could be fruitful in my life for God, for his kingdom, for his church that I'm a part of? And so I want to just encourage you to take a moment to dream about new figs. And so this is my hope for us. If we're coming towards the end of this season and there's been a fig tree in our life that it's planted there and it's just not borne the fruit, my hope is that we enter into the next year filled with hope. Either filled with hope because we've got a plan that, that okay, uh, I'm going to dig, I'm going to fertilise, I'm going to give it a fresh hope for fruitfulness in this next season. I'm, I'm, I'm going to believe and invest into this thing and I, I, I believe that coming out of the whatever the last two years have been, that there's fresh hope for a flourishing of the fig tree that's already in the soil, that we would have a hope renewed in the new season, that there would be new figs. Or, or maybe and or, that we enter into next year with a peace about that fig tree's time has come and a hope that's filled with what God's saying we can plant in its place. A hope of a flourishing of maybe it's pink lady apples, maybe it's a different type of, of fruit, maybe it's a new fig tree. But that's my hope for us that, that we don't just get used up by things that are not been fruitful because I believe that God's call on our lives is for flourishing and fruitfulness he wants us to flourish Jesus came that we would have life and have it abundantly and he's also called us as followers of him to bear fruit so my, my hope is that we enter into next year filled with hope for flourishing and fruitfulness, that we've got a plan, or at least the start of a plan for new figs. So I'm going to pray now into that. And as I said, I'm also going to pray that if you're here this morning and, and you've never repented, which as I said means 
turning from self-focused life, turning from sin and turning to Jesus and a Jesus-focused life in which we are freed from the penalty of sin through his death and resurrection. Then I want to encourage you to pray with me and if you've already committed your life to him in that way, then go ahead anyway and pray in your heart. Um, and then I'm going to yeah, pray that our fig trees may be fruitful. And so we thank you, Father, as the owner of the vineyard that we are planted in. We thank you that you have given us grace, that you've given us time, that you've lavished love upon us, you've nurtured us, that your kindness has been poured out upon us, that we might take that opportunity to repent and turn to you. And so, either for the first time or the hundredth time, we repent. We confess that we've been selfish and sinful. And so we repent and we fix our eyes upon Jesus. And may our lives be about Him. We receive the forgiveness that He offers. We thank You that by the sacrifice of Jesus, by the shedding of His blood, our sins are washed away. We thank you that in his resurrection, we have new life. And so we declare this morning our faith in Jesus Christ as our Lord and as our Savior. And we pray this morning, Father, that our fig trees may be fruitful. Whatever the metaphor of fig tree represents for us this morning, whatever job, whatever ministry, whatever relationship, whatever investment of our lives we pray that our fig trees would be fruitful we pray for wisdom of knowing how to invest into them we pray for wisdom of knowing oh, how long should this fig tree get we pray for wisdom of knowing when to cut down and when to replant we pray for wisdom from you we pray for fresh hope of new fruitfulness as we round out this year, as we hope and pray we round out the interruption and disruption that COVID has wrought on our nation, on our church, on our lives, Lord. We pray that we would be able to enter into a new season and we pray for fruitful fig trees, for flourishing lives and lives that are fruitful for your kingdom. Fill us with hope this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us today. As you head back into your week, we want to encourage you to stay in His Word, stay in His love, and stay strong in your faith. Don't forget to keep up to date with what's happening via Facebook, Instagram, or via our website at ycbc.church. See you soon.